Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the Lupo AS Roma podcast. I'm here with Frank Tati. What's up, Frank? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. A bit depressed after that fucking game, but uh, I'm doing okay, man. Yeah, Roma lose 2-1 against AC Milan. It was something else, to put it simply. Um, the refereeing was terrible. As per usual, Roma, it be, we don't look like we're there offensively. It's it's at this point it's the same story week in week out. We need players, but that can't come to January. So we we just gotta figure something out going forward. You expect to see more from Roma, but I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you said it pretty well. The team is the team we got, right? So. Uh... You can't do much there, but uh, you hope to see better. You're playing in a professional league, and uh, week in and week out, you see no consistency with the referees, the same bullshit calls, um, and it always seems to be Roma that's kind of on the end with it. I'm not a guy who likes to make excuses. At the end of the day, I'll be the first one to say Roma did not play well enough. Milan were definitely the better team, but uh, in football, sometimes the best team doesn't always win. So for the people out there saying, oh, Roma didn't deserve a penalty, Roma played like shit, they didn't deserve anything, the referee blew that call, and um, you never know what can ha- come out of it. I mean, you're only down one nothing. It can take something, a mistake or anything like that to somehow grab a point. I just don't think that referee did justice. That's all I'm going to say. But um, going back to the call, I know we'll probably go over it, but uh, I just wanted to say for something like that in other leagues, for VAR is used to overturn a clear and obvious error. In the first place, the ref, the ref should have never blown the whistle right away because you can't overturn something like that. He should The call shouldn't have been made if he didn't see a foul. And then you can go back to it and overturn the call if there's something there so that's my piece on that and then we won't even talk about i don't know if you want to talk about the penalties that roma roma's claim was claiming right so just overall you see modesca now get suspended for two games so that just tells you right there that they realized he fucked up and had absolutely no control over the game i'll give it to you yeah modesca definitely had a very rough performance um it's tough, man. It's just we're so used to this as Roma fans. It's starting to become a little too much to handle, in all honesty. The Ibanez call. <laughs> you can say there was contact on Ibanez, but listen, he gets the ball. If there's contact on Ibrahimovic, it's very small. Ibanez gets the ball completely. I don't know how you call that a penalty. Mancini said it best. If this is EPL Premier League, we're laughing. Like they're they're actually gonna laugh at that call. It makes absolutely no sense. If you want to talk about Roma's uh, non calls, you have, I think the biggest two. The handball wasn't really handball. You can't call that. But Pellegrini, he goes for the ball in the box. Kiar kicks him in the Achilles. Literally just hoofs him in the ankle. We saw last week Juventus get a penalty for the exact same thing, if not even lighter than what we saw. Then you have 
the non-call on Felix. He gets tackled. I wouldn't even call that penalty. But then he gets up. And then he gets pulled down and trampled again. And in that play there, that's a penalty. Not the first one, but the second one. So, <laughs> I don't know. They, they go to VAR, and VAR still decides that those two are not penalties. But VAR decides that the Ibrahimovic one was a penalty. I I just I can't understand how that's possible. How can VAR give a penalty for Ibra, but not a penalty for Roma? I understand Roma didn't play the best. I understand we have to play better. But guys, we have to take as many points as we can get, right? If we're going to be in games against the top teams, you got to get a little help to get a result sometimes. If the refs are against you every single game, it makes our job significantly harder. You don't. You not only have to have an, an amazing game against a, probably a better team than we are, you need... <laughs> it's just... It's, it's impossible. You literally... You can't face the refs and the, t- the other team. I don't know, man. It's... The more I look at... The, I'm making a video right now. The more I look at this referee, man, it, it's, it's insane. I don't know if you want to go through the game piece by piece, but... One more thing on the refing. It's just for me, the big part in City yeah, is is just the consistency that um, that lacks from referee to referee. The refs are told to let the play go, and two games. Well, the the Juventus game and now this game against Milan, the refs are so quick to blow the whistle. It's something that refs are are literally told not to blow their whistle and to go to use VAR for what it's used for which is a clear and obvious error you let the game play and then you can always go back to make that call you once you make that call against Ibra I'll be the first one to admit there's no clear and obvious he hits the ball but you can argue sure he touches the back of his leg he does this but if you don't make that call and then use VAR, I don't think you can go back against that call and, and call a penalty. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, for me, the whole city, uh, there's a reason why we're, I think we were like 10 or 15 penalties above every other league. It's something that needs to be looked at. It's good to see that in Italy, they're all talking about it because the more they talk about it, the more people are going to look at it and maybe act at what's happening because it's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, there's there's not much more I could say. It's just, for me, it's the consistency. And like you just said, that you see the call that Juve gets, and then the next week for Roma, we don't get that call. And I would argue, just like you said, there's more contact on the Roma, like on Pellegrini, than there is that when Dumfries kicked, uh, I think it was Alexandro, regardless of the fact. It's just the consistency from game to game isn't there, and it's uh, it's just sad, man. It's sad. To see a game ruined like that, after that, 2 nothing. to basically, in my opinion, the game's done. You could see the players dropping their heads. Uh, I know we score a goal at the end, but it's it's more than that. It, the game was destroyed right at that call. Yeah, when a decision like that happens, all the players, like you're like, oh, here we go again. It, it's not easy. When you, when you get every call against you, I know we're talking about the big plays right now, but if you take the whole game as a whole... Every 50-50 between Roma and Milan, it went Milan's way. There was never a time when it was like a 50-50 and you're like, oh, wow, Roma got the call. It was always towards Milan, every single time. And as a fan watching that, 
Like, it's just, it takes all the, the happiness, the excitement out of the game because you can't do anything. It's like, it's almost like you have handcuffs on in a way. So now imagine being a player and every single call goes against you. Every single call goes against you. Everything you're trying to do is just foiled by the ref. It's just, it's so hard to play in that sort of atmosphere. And it is what it is. It's one of the worst officiating displays we've seen. But again, we played Juventus and that was even, if not just as bad. I don't know how you want to rank it at this point. But it just seems week in, week out, Roma are getting screwed. But that's pretty much it on the refs. The guy got suspended, so that should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, I don't know how Milan fans are defending, saying that it's not a penalty. I mean, it is a penalty on the Ibrahimovic play. I think it's absolutely insane to argue that it's a penalty, but it is what it is. On that note, I think we said our piece on the penalties. We can get into the actual game. (sighs) Roma, they played... Decent defensively once again. Milan scoring a free kick. We could talk about that right now. Rui Patricio, horrible. Horrible. You have a wall for a reason. Okay? You got five guys in the wall. You and a guy lying down behind them, mind you. You gotta trust your wall. If Ibrahimovic is able to put the ball over the wall and into the net, fuck. Great goal, Ibrahimovic. Let me clap you in, okay? But for him to go sh- the same side as the keeper, and if you rewatch it, Patricio is moving towards over the wall already, thinking that Ibrahimovic is 100% getting that ball over the wall. And you you just simply, you can't do that. As a keeper, you got to trust your wall, and you got to be able to save that. It's an easy save if Patricio just trusts his teammates. I don't know. What do you think about that goal? No, as soon as, like, like you just said, you, you have your wall there for a reason. You can't. You can't cheat to that side where your wall is is where your wall is. I mean, you stay on your side of the net. If he kind of stayed, as soon as he took that step to the, I believe it was his right, he's beaten right there, right away, and uh, it just showed you he was frozen. As soon as he took that step, Eber put it in the far in the hit like where Rui was standing, and uh, he's frozen right there, and then the ball's on the back of the net. And uh, I just think, like you said, very poor from Rui. I will say it's a, it's a good attempt from ibra but if Rui doesn't cheat there i mean i don't believe that's that ball's in the back of the net but um yeah just i would leave it at very poor from Rui. didn't clearly didn't trust his wall and uh yeah there's not much there yeah um you gotta Rui. i've been trusting him a lot recently and that was not something i would like to see obviously but it's, it's tough. You, he needs to be better. And we can say this all day, but this is a big game, man. You cannot a- afford to have something like that happen. Basically, Ibra took a shot or an open net kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even a good shot. He just hit it. He picked a corner and hit it. It's definitely a tough goal against Feroma, man. But moving on with the players here, we have... I guess we'll start at the back. It's a no normal performance from everybody, really. Midfield, I think Vertu had one of his more shitty games. Yeah, I would, yeah. Um, Cristante, I thought, looked better than usual. I, th- I thought he had a good game. Um, Zaniolo, uh, he's doing all he can, in my opinion. Like, what do you want Zaniolo to do running outside the entire game? 
He's so close to the sideline. How is he ever going to create something inside? He needs to take the ball, go wide, and then he somehow has to find his way to the middle. Personally, I, I think he's being wasted on that wing. As what is like basically, Zaniolo gets the ball. He uses all of his energy to burst down the wing, and then what happens? Nothing. You don't see it, anything coming from it. And I feel like if we put that speed, that skill in the middle, every time he goes on one of those runs, guess where he is? In front of the net. He doesn't have to be at the corner flag. So I feel Zaniolo, in a different formation, would be much more beneficial to the team. I don't know if Jose Mourinho is going to switch the formation. I don't see it happening anytime soon, but... It's definitely something we need to consider, I think. No, you're right. It's um, I'll, tell, I'll tell you my piece on, on what I think about Jose, but just to keep going with the team, I would say even Mkhitaryan, uh, he's got to come out of the starting 11. It just showed last game, too. He did not offer much. Um, but, yeah, what you said about Zaniolo is true. I think him being in the middle more close to goal is definitely beneficial for the whole team. I would even argue, like, Pellegrini, I think, had a decent game, but I think he's taken, like, almost a little step back from what we saw at the beginning of the season. He's not at that level still that um, that we all thought, and I was I would, I thought it too, that he was going to, you know, keep this level up and show... Because we were, we were all saying he was world-class at the beginning of the season, which he was, but it's it's hard for him, of course, to keep up that level. It's hard to do that over a whole season, but... Um, I would even go next is, is to Tammy Abraham. I thought Tammy had a really quiet, poor game. He did not show like he was involved in the entire match. Didn't even look like he was... I think you mentioned it during the watch line, how he was like so calm. It just looked like he wasn't ready for the game and wasn't into the game. I mean, I kind of said some crazy things after the match. It was in heated moments, calling him a fraud. But I would just... You know, I, I thought about it now that... Kind of the feelings are down, but um, it's a new league for the guy. He's still young. We'll give him his chance. I know I even saw someone refer back to um, Jekyll. His first season with Roma had like eight goals, I believe. The next season he scored 40 or 30-something. Only seven in his last. Right? So, I mean, we'll give him time. He's, he's We paid $45 million for him, so that's the one thing that kind of gets me is like you're, you're spending the money on this guy and, and this is the output you're getting, which is uh, tough to see. So, yeah, it's just my questions for, for Jose are clearly you see the attack is not there. So at some point, you want to change something up. You got to change something. If it were up to me, I would even say you try playing Pellegrini and Cristante in, in the in the two in the double pivot, and then maybe put Zaniolo in the ten. I don't know. You got to try something. It's just you can't keep this stale attack. We didn't have a shot on goal until I believe like the sixtieth minute. Um, one goal from open play. Not before this Milan, even up until the El Shadawi goal. I think we had one goal from open play. In the last like four matches, I believe, which is definitely worrying. It's uh, starting to look like a trend. And when it starts to look like a trend, that's where I start to get worried. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Something's got to change. For sure. I've been seeing, like if you guys have been listening, I've been seeing for what? The last maybe month, Roma's offense, there's something missing. There's something wrong with it. We win games based on individual moments of brilliance. Like 
<laughs> we gotta somehow find a way to get our entire team attacking, attacking with consistency. You just don't see it from Roma. There's no way for us to keep the ball in our opponent's half. There's no way for us to keep possession in their half. When we do, all we do is just pass around, pass around. We never have any urgency, any intent to go towards the goal and score. Frankly, there's nobody that has shown that they can take the ball and go to the net and score. At least recently. So, yeah, like you said, like I said, I want, it, I want Zaniolo in the middle. We got to find a way for Abraham to get more help around him. You know what I mean? I just feel like he's too isolated. People are, I know a lot of people are saying Abraham needs service or the other guys are saying Abraham is a fraud. But hey, at the end of the day, there was moments where he could have, he should have been there perhaps, but he does need more service. He needs guys around him who are going to give him one twos or are going to play him through inside the box. But it seems like every time we have an attack, it's just forced. We're doing something where we have to like, hurry up, hurry up and do it. Like It needs to be more comfortable in our attack. It needs to be more confident. It just looks like we're all panicky every time we get the ball on the counter, every time we have a chance to counter. It's just, it's panicky. And it needs to be better. On Abraham, I don't know. It's For me, it's way too early to get on the guy. Because at the same time, Nobody else is doing anything. He's not going to take over the game by himself in his first season. Like, look at Osiman o- in his first year. You know what I mean? He came on in his second year. Now he's firing. So, I personally, I think it's going to take time. The Jose Mourinho, he's going to take time with the team. At the end of the day, we look, we look stronger than we did in previous years. We look like we actually believe in ourselves. And I think that's the important part about building this winning mentality. We have to believe in ourselves. And you see it more and more going forward. And I don't know, guys. It, it's, a, it's a project, okay? It's not going to happen overnight. We're not going to get all the results quickly. So at the very least, you can hope that the refs will help us out sometimes, right? When they don't, this whole project takes even longer because, in my opinion, it's not fair the way Roma are treated. As Jose Mourinho said after the match, um... Everybody who loves this club deserves more respect. And simply put, all he means is Roma gets no respect in the game. There's certain things that happen during the game where if we're Juventus, if we're Milan, those those are getting called. The ref feels obliged. He like he has to call it. When it's Roma, he's like, oh, like who's gonna complain? It's Roma. You know what I mean? So he doesn't have that respect to give us a decision. And I think Jose Mourinho is a hundred percent right there. It's so obvious. I was watching the watch along with Frank here. And when I saw all of these things happening, it felt like we were being cheated personally. I didn't have any explanation. Nothing made sense to me, especially after that even as a penalty decision. But like we said, it just it has to be better. We need to find a way to gain that chemistry. We want to see Tammy and Pellegrini and Zaniolo all linking up, all firing, but... We haven't seen it so far. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but we just need to be patient. Yeah, I think you nailed it right Nailed it right there. And just um, for me, it's like you see these attacks come to fruition and it's like some of these counters, you're just questioning the decision-making, questioning the passes that we're making. And like you just said, it feels too rushed. And 
you you see these players not making the right passes. They're not on the same page. It's and especially when you're when you're playing a counterattacking style, you need to know where each other are. Like those those one two touches. It's like it's if it's not if you're not on the same page, you're never gonna you're never gonna get there. It's and I know it'll take time, but even to kind of defend Jose here, I mean. Who does he really have to bring on the field? Like, we're asking for change and, Felix. you know, it's, yeah. And the, like you just said, it's to bring on Felix. It shows you that he literally has no other options, that he's bringing on an 18-year-old Primavera kid. Not trusting Eldor. Yeah, not trusting Eldor is is another thing that's kind of uh, shocked me as well. But it's, you know, we're lacking options here. I know we're going to, like, we're complaining. But, I mean, he has the players he has and... He can't do other, like much other with the guys he has, so it's it's tough on his part. And I think he just sees it as you know we're gonna sit back, we're gonna try and defend and keep a tight game because that's that's how he thinks we're gonna win, and and that's how he thinks we're gonna kind of get get top four, I guess. So I mean, all we can do is is trust the guys, see how this like what comes out of this season, and uh, continue with this project because. You can clearly see right now this is not a finished team. I mean, we have like the 13 or 14 players that we play. And, um, you know, it's you're not going to get top four comfortably with 14 guys. It's going to take a lot. And you're seeing against these top teams that at the end of the day, these these little mistakes or these little differences either win you or lose you a game. It's... Um, it's gonna be a long season, but uh, you know, I think, I think Mourinho knows deep down. Like, I got what I got. There's not much I can do. Um, we're gonna play this kind of style, this formation, and until he has reinforcements, which I hope, I hope come in January, uh, it is what it is, and he's he's not gonna change much because, like we're saying, he doesn't have many players in order to change this style. So, that's it. No, we, we definitely don't have the squad depth that Jose Mourinho needs to in order to succeed. It is what it is. You said we have about 14 players that we want to play, correct? Out of those 14, how many would you actually want starting on, on a like Jose Mourinho side? At this point, I'm not even sure if I want Karsdorp starting. Like, Can we do better? Can we buy a better right back? Because as good as Karsdorp has been from his past... I'm starting to wonder, are we just overrating him because we've had such bad fullbacks? Like, I don't know. He, he's a solid option. I have no problem with him starting, but can we not do better? I don't know. I'm starting to wonder. And then we have the Vertus, the Cristantes, the Mkhitaryans, who goes off at halftime again. Why, why even start him? I'm getting a little sick of seeing Mkhitaryan on the field. We definitely need another winger. We, I don't know, man. It all comes down to formation. If Jose Mourinho is going to stick with this formation, we need... I personally think we got to move Pellegrini back. Have him with Cristante in the middle, like you said. And put Zaniolo either in the middle or put somebody who's more of an attacker in the middle. Because, yes, Pellegrini's around Abraham the whole game and the game plan is Pellegrini link up with Abraham and we'll move. But, hey, if anything, it's made Pellegrini score more, but Abraham and him are not really linking up at all. So, it's, it's just, it's tough, man. 
You want to see more from this team. I'm still proud of the boys. Like, don't get me wrong, guys. As much as we're complaining today, I'm still proud of Roma right now. Like, we're battling these top cl- top top teams, and we're showing our quality. It's just we lack that extra bit of class. You can see when the Milan players are attacking Roma, these guys they have, they're so confident they don't even think twice. Like Rafael Liao, man, like that guy's incredible. We have like Mkhitaryan. That guy can't even beat Kiara. Like we can't even beat our defenders. Mkhitaryan seriously cannot beat a man and dribble into the box with with power and pace. No, he can't do it anymore. All he does is cut in and try to create something, right? Zaniolo, he's so far on the sideline. And then he has to come back. Zaniolo was playing fullback for half the game. I don't know, man. It's just... Uh, I, I would love to see Zaniolo more attacking, guys, personally. It's so hard to see him just running down the wing. And you see nothing coming from it, honestly. I don't know. No, I think even even Zaniolo, I think he was one of the bright spots that we had in that game. Uh, you saw him continuously getting fouled, drew the red card on, uh, on Teo Hernandez. But um, for me, it's something... One thing that's kind of... I thought about when Jose called out all those players, like the, the the team that played against Bodo, was the one thing is that now in the league, everyone knows who our starting lineup is, how, the style we play. And in my opinion, I got to say, Pioli outcoached Mourinho that match. You saw him counter our formation with like, he was bas- they were basically playing like a 3-6-1. They were overloading because... It was smart from Pioli. He knows that if we throw those guys up there, that's going to hold Zaniolo and Mkhitaryan back. So that's going to leave Tammy and Pellegrini exposed. So basically, if if Roma's going to score, we're going to score off a counter that Mick, or that uh, Pellegrini and Tammy are going to have to have a moment of brilliance, which didn't happen. And, you know, I think he did, Pioli did a good job in overloading uh, the, our, like overloading Roma, and from there, it's it's tough to come back from that. It's you. They, they, another thing is we're allowing the pressure to come to us, and then you have Milan who's high pressuring us constantly. It's it's just something that that kind of I wonder if Jose is ever gonna change. You know, even to go three in the back and kind of change this formation up a bit, which will allow. Our wingers and our more attacking players have more freedom going forward, because if you go the three in the back, that'll have you'll have at least the two wing backs who can actually track back, and allowing other players to get forward. I don't know. It's just it's something that you wonder if this is like a trend moving forward. And um, I just don't think Jose will look at this and say, you know, we're gonna keep playing the same. I know people call him stubborn and everything like that, but. At some point, you got to see and say, you know, we got to change something here because right now, in my opinion, it's not cutting it. And like I keep stressing, one goal from open play in the last four or five matches is simply not good enough. Um, even against Coyote, I mean, it was, we, you saw we had a tough time scoring. And other than the corner and the Pellegrini free kick, we didn't show much. It's not like we were all over them and. I don't think we've came out of a game and said, you know, we had a crazy amount of scoring chances. Like, wow, we should have won that game four or five, one. Um, it's just something for me that 
moving forward, I hope to see a little bit of change and I hope to see like something better. Yeah, that's all we can hope for at the end of the day. I Like you said, I, I hope Mourinho switches something, but yeah, I don't know. His reputation says that he won't, but we'll see. We'll see what he can do. You want to see more consistent scoring chances, like we've been saying. It needs to be more consistent. It's, it's as simple as that. Our next game is uh, Venezia, right? Or City. And City, yeah. yeah. We have Bodo on Thursday. 6.30 a.m. for us, so that'll be good. That'll be a good watch along. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's why we're here, guys. Um, let's see. What else? <sighs> Fuck me. Roger Ibanez. What a performance from Roger Ibanez. If there's any bright spot we can talk about, it's Robert, Roger Ibanez. And possibly Gianluca Mancini. But specifically, Roger Ibanez... This guy is turning into one of the best players on the squad. In the last couple games, I'd say him and Zaniolo have been the best players for Roma on the pitch. He just seems to be everywhere, Roger Ibanez. There's a couple of times this guy's breaking through the midfield like he's better than half our midfield core. Like, I don't know. Either way, this guy is a quality athlete, and I'm very happy we have this guy in our squad. It's just it's great to see a young kid uh, blossoming like this, and with the injury to Chris Smalling, which is pretty consistent throughout the year, he always finds a way to get injured. It's great to see even as performing like this. But between him and Mancini, we have a solid duo in a center back position. No, for for even as just quickly, I mean, this guy shows week in week out what it means to play for Roma. He's always prepared i know people were on him last year saying um that he made mistakes and you know he he had too many mistakes and gave the ball away you're starting to see him kind of phase that out he's a ball playing center back he's fast he can put in a tackle he's slowly growing into what i think is a Mourinho center back and it's just beautiful to see for roma knowing that moving forward we have in my opinion a staple of our center backs between Gianluca Mancini and Ibanez and for them to kind of build this bond this year moving forward it's it's at least we have one positive that you know our center back duo is is looking good they're growing together they're still very young and uh I mean it can only get better from there so that's all I wanted to say on Ibanez and uh that guy's in my opinion other than the beginning of the season with Pellegrini performing the way he did, I got to say he's our best player this season. I mean, and it's just, it's unbelievable to see, which is good. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. He's just, he seems like he's really coming into his own with Jose Mourinho. And honestly, we need it. If it wasn't for Ibn, as I don't know where we would be right now. <laughs> he's been solid in a lot of our games. So I don't know, like Felix looked good as well. Uh, when he came in, he runs a lot. He's feisty. I think he's only gonna get better as time progresses as well. Like we we got young players who are coming in. It's, like you said, it's crazy that Jose Mourinho trusts these guys more than you know, like the Eldor Shamurodovs, the I guess you could say Vilars and all these other guys. But yeah, I think that pretty much covers the Roma game, guys. It's kind of a depressing podcast, let's be honest here. We just wanted to get some uh, content out here. 
it's definitely tough for me to do this. I, I feel like I'm I'm still sad from the game. I'm like depressed, guys. Uh, it was such an opportunity for Roma to just take some points and like move up the standings, and we just don't see it again. So that's another big team we can't beat. We don't get a result against. Jose Mourinho, his record of uh, not being defeated at home in Serie A comes to an end. We get absolutely screwed by the refs. So from every single angle, it's just it's been very tough to be a Romanista right now. As per usual, we're used to this stuff, but it's definitely not easy. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys coming by. We kept this pretty short and sweet because there's not a lot to say. Everybody's angry. Everybody's pissed off. We play um, our rematch against Bodo on Thursday at the Stadio. If you don't smack these guys by at least three or four goals, I don't know what to tell you. We need at least some kind of redemption for what they did to us in their home. So you got to hope for the best there. And then, like we said, Venezia very early for us on Sunday. But uh, other than that, that's the podcast, guys. I'll let Frank say a couple words before we end it. But uh, thank you guys for listening. It was a tough day on Twitter for Lupo today. (laughs) We had a guy make a video altering my voice. I'm not too proud of the voice I have, guys, but come on. (laughs) That that was a little much. (laughs) Um, Then we had another guy with another video, Squid Game, posting my tweets from like 2016. That was fun, too. But yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. Here's Frank. Nah, it's just, you know, I feel I feel defeated after that, that game. It's just like a sad time for being a Roma fan. But um, moving forward, all we could do is hope for the best. I know we have four games in City A that we can win. And then after that, we have Inter. All you can hope for is um, we get the maximum amount of points in those four matches. So... Moving forward, let's hope we we see some positives. Let's hope to see Tammy score, get that monkey off his back, finally score a goal. Um, you know, just positives in the attack. I think defensively we look good, and all you can really do is is hope to see positives moving forward. So we'll leave it there, guys. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Dieroma. <laughs>